0: This is a special New Year's edition of It Came From Gen X. While the guys are taking some time off to be with friends and family, they're working on bigger and better things for 2022. In the meantime, please enjoy some of our favorite moments from 2021. This first segment discusses a common theme in our podcast, generational differences. Listen to Keith and be sure to let us know what you think about this divide.
1: Uh, Real quick, I wanted to go over this last week, but it was an interesting article. It has nothing to do with music or sports, but it talked about Generation X characteristics that are appearing in the workplace that is differentiating us from um the other generations. And I thought this was really spot on. And so I'll hit these real quick. Number one, this is Generation X is more direct. Um and I think this is very, very true. We seem to have the ability to speak. Um one thing I noticed about young people, they don't know how to talk to people. Um I I especially when they get in like a business situation or an authoritative situation. They don't know how to speak for themselves. They got all the slang lingo and the street lingo, but they don't know how to, to talk, uh, directly for themselves. <clears throat> and I've noticed this more and more and more. They don't know how to speak professionally. Um, I pride myself on the ability to talk with you guys. We could talk sports. We could talk street, but I know how to talk in a workplace environment if I get there. And I think that's on everybody to learn that for yourself. Uh, thoughts on that, Fish? Yeah, I'm with you.
2: Uh, it's, uh, uh, it, it does, it's a lost, no, it's not a lost art, but it's more difficult because you, you grow up these days and you don't have to, in, in your personal life, you barely have to talk to anybody. I mean, think yeah, about that. That's a good you, point. You barely wow. talk to anybody. I mean, you could, you could text. Uh, and, and communicate that way. And it's actually, yeah, it's actually point. almost, uh, unexpected. And, you know, some people may even consider it rude, oddly, mm-hmm. to call somebody versus, uh, texting them. You know what I oh, mean? Wow. So, That's so true. And it, it tends to carry over into the workplace. Obviously, we all grew up, you know, uh, having to communicate on the phone and in person. It's just mm-hmm. something that we became more comfortable with and, and, uh,
1: yeah. I don't know. I, re- I remember when I graduated college in 2008, uh I was very upset. I had the hardest time finding work. Um the highest uh honor that you could get in the field of criminal justice was the uh William P. Connell Scholarship. I won that scholarship for excellence in criminal justice two years in a row. And When I graduated, I couldn't even get an interview at the William P. Connell Justice Center, which is known as the Juvenile Center. And I won their scholarship two years in a row. And I was very frustrated. And I remember my my wife at the time, her father was like, I I don't understand. And when I explained it to him, he goes, I never thought about that, Keith. I said, listen, let me tell you something. When I was younger, I always felt that if I could get in front of somebody, I could get a job. I had that confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. And my ability to speak that I knew I could get a job anywhere. Yeah. Well, when you become a lot of application online and there's no personality attached to that, yeah. just another number, you lose that, that ability. Sure. And, uh, that kind of goes on with what you were saying. Good call. Okay. So another one I had, Skinner, if you want to, want to comment on was it said, um, generation X. Uh, professionals embrace feedback and don't let negative feedback keep them up all night. Bible says every generation gets weaker and wiser. And these kids today cannot take feedback. They lose it. Um, they're more suicidal, upset. They all like the the lash out on social media. Um, it's, they're really, really weak. What do you think, Skinner?
3: Yeah, it's the thick, thickness of their skin. They don't yeah, have it. Today. There you go. Um, yeah. you know, our generation, we, we're the we're not the baby boomers but we're not the the millennials or the uh the z's <clears throat> we still have a backbone we can still say what we want to say and feel how we want to feel and not worry about what anybody else thinks In the same token is if i can come to you keith and say hey i didn't like the way you did this, your uh your story last week and here's why you're right. not going to sit there and, and and fall into a cave and go why doesn't skinner like me anymore and that's what kids do today, and I don't understand where that came from. Right. Well, my... What do
1: you mean? What was wrong with my story? <laughs>
3: yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I didn't raise my kids that way. I raised them right. to have a backbone, to uh, to accept criticism for what it's for, and you either learn from it or it, it, it's, it's detriment to you. And you better yeah. learn from it because it makes you, you a bigger, better, stronger person later on. Right. These Here, kids here's what today is... go into a cocoon.
1: Let me read just what it says underneath it. Generation X professionals embrace feedback and don't let negative feedback keep them up all night. While millennials are a bit shocked when they are hit with critical feedback, Gen Xers were raised before a time when even the losing team got a trophy. As a mm-hmm. result, they are looking for ways to improve, not ways to be praised. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I- uh, next one says Generation Xers embrace work life and balance. We won't go too deep into that, but I think that's very true. Our parents work very hard, um, and today they don't want to work at all. I think that we have a nice balance of working hard but enjoying, understanding what it means to be with friends. We've spent 10 years, guys, having poker games together every Monday just to embrace uh, downtime and friends and things like that. We still do stuff together, and I think we have a nice balance with that. Um, the other one is they have a hybrid relationship with technology. So, so true. Uh, anything above us don't want to deal with it. I saw an older gentleman in college argue with his professors because he refused to type out his papers. He wanted to write them with a pencil. He did not want to learn anything about computers. It's 2008, but sorry to tell you that. Um, and of course with millennials, it's too much technology. It's just the constant texting, like Fish was saying, the, you know, no talking to one another. No, interacting with one another, playing games online with one another, where we used to pile up in each other's house and play Atari all day. So they're kind of swamped with technology. We have a better balance in it. Um and the last one is Gen Xers are more adept to collaboration, understanding what it means to work together uh to make things happen. I believe we are the epitome of that. You guys comment on any of those things, uh, fish.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's like, I think we, um, you know, whether you talk about collaboration, uh, you know, we, we know we, you, you can't get the job done on your own. Right. I mean, I, don't, I, I, you know, almost anything, it's certainly in a workplace, it mm-hmm. requires a, a team effort to, to be truly successful. I think along the way, we definitely have learned the importance of that. And we're not afraid to admit we don't have all the answers uh we're not the smartest person in the room, right all the time. We need support of people that have oftentimes you know they have they have more knowledge and with something whatever I is, have smartest. always
1: felt any time yeah. I was in a position of authority, the first thing I wanted to do is to get somebody smarter than me help sure work for me yeah
2: yeah, absolutely and you think about the even great you know worker all the great business leaders they they say the same type of stuff mm-hmm. even the great coaches and all that they they understand the importance of getting good people around them, leveraging different talents, different ideas, mm. different points of view, whatever. And uh, yeah, Delicate. I think we definitely, yeah, exactly right.
1: Exactly right, so, Off. yeah. Okay, any comments, getting
3: I was just gonna say, you should probably take this story up with Chase Claymore, Claypool, <laughs> the collaboration of people to get a job done. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Yep.
0: This next segment discusses a truly bizarre phenomenon men giving up sex with women to play video games listen as we attempt to understand this madness
3: yeah the news is kind of light this week um we could always talk about COVID 19 and this that and other but we probably talked a lot about that last week so Mm. thought i'd hold off on that there's a lot going on uh new johnson and johnson came out and they're talking about these new strands coming out so well hold off on that. Maybe we'll we'll bring that topic back up again here in another okay. couple weeks. We'll see how things going. But there was a study done out in the UK about young men. You know, the the young grasshoppers out there, not us not I'm us Gen X oh, not, not us <laughs> Gen X types. But the study has wrote and had said that they have given up on sex with women in order to play more video games out there. Stop it. Shocking, isn't it? Absolutely well, shocking.
1: You know, there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm
3: gonna need about 20 more minutes. <laughs> there is. And I and there's a in the story that obviously you got comments out there and all that. And one uh, one comment that I thought ta- that I thought was interesting is come from a person who says, I play video games all day with instant access to SMUT online. Why do I need to go out and risk things trying to find a woman, women or a woman, when I have everything I need at home? Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought that was, I thought not only was that interesting, but as a 10X guy, I'm like, I just don't have that capability to think that way. But I see where it's coming from, especially with today's day and age. And I definitely want to get your guys' opinion on the subject matter. Probably going to be pretty close to mine, but I'd be curious to see what you guys have to say. <laughs> Porter, let's start with you. Wow. Fascinating. Um, Okay, you heard me
1: sound kind of shocked at first when I heard this, so now I'm thinking about it here for a few minutes, and I think it's important that we differentiate, ooh, that was a big one, uh, <laughs> between sex and relationships. So, yes. uh, when I think about it, I it's probably a good <laughs> idea that you're playing video games as opposed to just having random sex. Uh, you know, I I, I would prefer that was my son. However, if you are substituting meeting women and having relationships and, and growing as a person, I think that's pretty sad. And there's no substitute for that. Um, I think it's just more and more of the antisocial uh, behavior that we see uh, in millennials. Everything's done on a computer. Um, people are expressing themselves more through avatars than they are talking to other human beings. And things of that nature. We have a, a sad generation of where we don't talk to one another anymore. I sit in a doctor's office in, in the lobby and there's ten people in there and everybody's like this on their phone. You know, and I purposely start conversations with people. You know, like, come on, what is this? Keep to myself, blah, 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 attitude. And it's not always millennials either. see older people too. Huh? So, uh, you know, on that note, I don't think it's it's healthy. Uh if this substituting relationship, but as far as the sex thing, help yourself.
3: Yeah, and I, I think maybe they're saying having finding sex with women, it's probably relationship uh, based sex. They don't need a woman. They would rather play video games all day long, and then you know, instead of conversing with people. So well, it sounds like kind of the we don't difference. want. The, we don't want them to procreate
1: anyway, so it's probably good. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and. and you know, <laughs> You ask me, would I rather want to spend time next to Marcy and conversing with her or playing a video game? There's no comparison. Even though we love video games as kids, I'm not a kid anymore. I want to grow as a person. I want to grow as a human being. We're in a relationship. I want our relationship to grow. I've never been happier in my adult life than I am right now with Marcy. Why would I want to jeopardize or why would I want to do something else when I'm growing and being happy this way. Right. So like I said, I can't I cannot grasp the thought in the process on that thought process. Right. Fish, what it's do you think?
1: I thought I was in a relationship with Marcy, but whatever, we'll talk later.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well now the new PS gaming system. Now let me just lay this out here for you. No, I'm kidding. Oh, boy. A no, no way. It's a, it's
1: you were scaring a me there, buddy. For a
3: minute. No. Oh, yeah, he got all serious it's on us for a
2: second. It's a joke. <laughs> Well, yeah, these guys are uh, experts at using joysticks. Thank you so much. There you go. Uh, there, there you go, Keith. There you go, Keith. I, no, knew I it was I, in here somewhere. Yep, yep. That's the first joke to popped in my mind early. No, I, I I, tend to agree with you. And it's like uh, it's – I don't know that it's necessarily a worry. I don't know. It's like the there's definitely been a downturn of new babies during the pandemic. I think some people thought that you might see – an uptick uptick in births uh, during the pandemic. And that really hasn't been the case probably in part because people are just afraid to get out and are you trying to meet people during a pandemic and this and that and the other. But, you know, if you're couples at home, you're not having kids necessarily. It's already, uh, you know, you can, you can go off in a lot of different uh, directions with this, sure. with, you know, it's, it's harder to make ends meet these days. People are already more reluctant to, have children because it's you know the all you know the financial support, people are working two income to support a home. But you're right, just the younger generation of you know the effort to go out and meet people, you know, are those the guys you want not necessarily just running around and like you like you said, Keith, having random stuff so probably not, you know, yeah, having, I, I, having kids having kids out like there that see
1: who these guys are. They're probably yeah. guys that don't have the game to talk to a woman in the first place.
2: That's it's, it's so, possible, you know. certainly. But yeah, it, it it will be interesting to see what happens in the future if we do indeed continue to see a downturn in new births because of all of this. And um, and then the lack of social skills, like you mentioned, Keith, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. It, 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 the, 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 one of the most beautiful things, as we all are fortunate to have experienced and experience, is to be in a loving relationship with mm-hmm. Uh, a significant other who, you know, like you said, Keita, he helps you learn and grow, and that's just, and grow old with. And these sure. are things that you hope that people don't, you know, not go Miss after. On, and, them, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't and I, 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 on a personal note, I have a serious problem with with grown men that sit around and play video games all day. I just really do. Just yeah. get a life, you know. I mean, there's more to life. Nothing wrong with playing video games, but I know guys that call off work to play Call of Duty all day. It's like, really? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs>
3: no, I gotcha. And you talk about lack of social skills. Why do they have lack of social skills? It's because they're on behind a freaking computer or behind a screen all day long. Yeah. So they don't have that interaction with hu- human beings mm male, female. And this study, and you could even transport young men and switch that to young women, because there are women gamers out there that are the same way. Mm -hmm. They're just as lost out there, in my opinion, as the men are. And I find that even more interesting. Yeah. Uh,
2: So all you you kids out there listening (laughs) and watching, don't forego a loving relationship for video games. That is a lonely empty life you may think you're yes. having fun right now but you're going to turn around and be a lonely older person someday and yeah you know, gonna, to pay i pay going to
3: what the hell did i miss or what am i missing and you're going to yeah. it's going to hit you and at that point it's probably
0: too late i hate okay. to
3: say it but, um,
0: this next part needs little introduction let's just let skinner tell us how he really feels about gender reveal parties
3: Uh, Do you guys remember last year, the El Dorado fire that started back in uh, early September? Absolutely. uh, Devastated San Bernardino Valley. El Dorado. 22,000 acres were burned up. Firefighter lost his life. Uh, Several homes were burned down and uh, several people were hurt. Come to find out that that fire started from a gender reveal party. Mm. So the story reads, gender reveal party went wrong. Well, the first wrong thing is having a damn gender reveal party to begin with. But I'll save that for later on after I finish the story. All back. The couple was charged with 30 counts, including involuntary manslaughter for mm-hmm. uh, this firefighter who lost his life just trying to fight this fire. Um, they set a smoke bomb off that sparked the 22,000 acre wildfire. And they used 80 pounds of explosives to show that they were having a boy or a girl. And this isn't their, so let's add insult to the injury. This isn't their first child. So they went to this extreme extravagant, say, hey, look at us. We're having kids. Why don't you come to our party and we'll tell you what we're having? Okay, here's my thought I don't care what you're having. Tell me what you got when you guys have a kid when the baby's born <laughs> let me let me know what you have i don't need no i don't need an excuse to have a party and i think is this a millennial thing is this a gen z thing when did this all started because you know i talked marcy just she just ignores me you know how she is huh. well she'll talk about that her uh, serenity's aunt had a gender reveal party for her third child and i'm thinking why does she need this? She's a single mom, three dads. Why are we doing this? Is it me being get off my lawn or is there something more to this? And I want to get you guys' opinion because I don't know when this started. I don't, this is a, like I said, a millennial thing, Gen Z thing. I know in our time frame, we didn't have to have an excuse to have a party. You just call you guys and say, bring some beer. And boom, we had 50 people at the house. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong thinking this way?
1: Well, uh, first of all, it would be great to have a millennial on the show because you're asking two other old farts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, I'm tell you right cheap.
1: now, I, I'm with you. So, first of all, let me say this. And I always, yes, I'm very strong uh, with my opinions, but I always like to be fair. Most wildfires are started by something stupid. So, this, they're not The only ones. But anyway, um, this is where I say we need to have uh, laws and, uh, you know, people like this should be castrated because they certainly should not reproduce if you're that stupid. But anyway, with that being said, I don't know how anybody could even remotely think that having that much fuel near a wooded area made any kind of a sense um, because of your vanity, your ego. Uh, to reveal what type of mutt you're bringing into this world. I I totally agree with you. And to answer your questions, when did this start and why is it necessary? I'm going to give you one reason. And that's not saying this is the only reason, but it's all about greed. It's all about greed because Mm -hmm. the earlier that you can reveal what type of demon spawn you're bringing into the world, the sooner you can tell everybody where you're registered at, Yep. and start getting all this stuff for the baby. You know, yep. there used to be a time where there was nothing more special than the element of surprise when it, when that child came out and you knew what it was, you know, all you cared about was that it was healthy, and if it was a girl, man, you were just excited to bring a little angel in this world. And If it was a boy, especially if you were a father, hey, I got another me, you know. But nobody cares about that right now. We want to know early, and we want everybody else to know. And we want you to go and start getting us gifts. Yeah, I'm registered at the Akron Tent, Naughty, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get my shirts and underwear. But uh, that's that's my opinion anyway. So I think it is a millennial thing, and simply because of that reason. Uh, to get together. For that purpose, to me, is stupid. I don't want to be, you know, I'm not a hard, hard butt or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a sentimental guy, you know. But to me, to get a bunch of people together for that is ridiculous. You got the baby showers. You got when the baby's being born. I mean, it's really stopped. Just too much, man. So I'm right with you. Fish?
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I looked up on theinsider.com, and when did they start? 2008, according to theinsider.com, They were started by blogger and mom Jenna Carvunidis, K A R V U N I D I S. Figures. So she, she started it. So, you know, perhaps she started it for, you know, a way to promote her blog, a way to, you know, participate in planning parties and whatnot to get more blog viewers, perhaps, and all that. But yeah, I tend to agree with you. It's just, and it's another reason to get people together to, uh, register for gifts and whatnot. I'm sure, you know, listen, there's there's definitely some, I'm sure there's plenty of parties out there where people say, listen, we don't want any gifts, none of right. that stuff. We just want to get our family that's and friends fair. together. Yep. We want you to celebrate with us. I'm sure there's plenty of parties mm-hmm. like that where they insist on no gifts and stuff, and maybe they do that more for the showers and all that. I mean, to me, okay, all that's fine. But I I don't know. It does seem like an awful lot these days It's to where, now I'm planning to have a child and now you probably have to go through these discussions now with your significant other or whatever, or your family. Okay. Do we have a gender reveal party? Do we just have a shower? Exactly. Do we have do both and all this stuff. It's just like, yeah, like you say, just.
1: And, and I'll you tell know. you what fish, I, I yeah. wouldn't even mind if they streamlined it a little bit and maybe announced on Facebook, you announced on this day, we'll let you know. And, True. You know red you balloons popped up or people blo- you know what I'm saying, something yeah. like that, but to get people together for this, I think it's really, really uh acidine and really stupid. I'd rather get together and see if Potomac Phil shows his head or in, if we're gonna know if we're gonna have how many more weeks of a winter yeah. than that crap, yep,
3: yeah.
2: yep, I don't know, it's probably here to stay though, guys,
3: oh yeah, unfortunately, here to stay,
2: you know, so we'll see, we'll see. Yeah it would be interesting to see if our kids continue that so the millennials maybe the gen z and the y not sure so it'll be interesting to see
1: all right that's a great 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 uh gen x millennial uh thing there i like that
0: next up we have an insightful yet entertaining rant from porterhouse about dave chappelle and the controversy surrounding his latest netflix special
2: all right so making the a lot of news right now as i was starting to say So, uh, Dave Chappelle has a new special on Netflix called The Closer. You know, it's, and Dave Chappelle is, I mean, it's either you are a fan or really not much of a fan. I mean, he's definitely very unique. He's definitely very open and honest. He will speak exactly what's on his mind. Uh, Certainly, he had a huge uh, show. I mean, everybody knows who Dave Chappelle is. He walked away from, entertainment industry for quite a while came back and he's residing here in our lovely state of ohio down in the cincinnati area and he's been very open about his views on transgender folks and it's uh, not met with a lot of um uh liking from a lot of some folks in the lgbtq Mm -hmm. community but to uh, one side of it to Dave's credit he's like listen this is just my views I don't have anything against the community and he really does try to explain it uh, pretty well in his in the special to where he's not talking about the LGBTQ community in so much as he's sort of comparing them to uh, how you know black people are viewed and stuff like that so it gets pretty deep. But anyways, it's just some of the commentary is not. So there's folks that work at Netflix. They're in the community, and they, they are calling out to have the special removed. And to, in some respects, you know, and that, again, depending on your point of view, I, and I, I do respect this decision, Netflix uh, leadership has said, nope, uh, we're leaving Good it on no. here, and that's it. And that's terrific. And Dave Chappelle, I mean, and he's allowed, you know, the the leadership of the company did admit, say, listen, I I could have been more sensitive to the views of my employees, our employees. However, it's staying. If you want to speak openly, you may do so. If you want to protest, you may do so. And uh, Dave Chappelle since is now doing some tours. I noticed there's like a documentary. It's going to be airing even up in the Rocket uh, Mm -hmm. Mortgage Fieldhouse where the Cavs play and so Dave was kind of preparing to where if they yank this thing, he wants to continue, you know, the momentum of the closer and to get the message out, whatever, whatever. So all that's going on as well, and uh, so it's just kind of being met with a lot of, oh yeah, you know, friction and this and that and the other. So so it kind of some of this boils down to, you know, who depending on your point of view. At the end of the day, my opinion, it's comedy. And there's been plenty of comedians over the years, as far back as you can, you want to go, that have say things that are controversial, and that that you know push the envelope. Yeah, certainly in our time, you could talk about Richard Pryor, you could mm-hmm. talk about Eddie Murphy, and some of these breakout comedians that are, in my opinion, two of the two of the greatest of all time. You know, Eddie Murphy may say, "Eh, some of the stuff I did years ago, right. probably yeah, I probably wouldn't do it again." That. But it was which, which it was, was in its time. It was in its time and place and that type of stuff. But anyway, so if you get into censoring, canceling, comedy, does that take the cancel culture to a whole other level? So a lot of things swirling around about this. So Keith, what do you think about? Uh, well, you know, this when, whole, when I first heard,
1: you know, all the the uh, negativity and about the Netflix employees, um, I have my opinions about censorship or whatnot and it'd be a comedy. But the first thing I wanted to make sure I did is what a lot of people didn't do. I went and watched the entire special for myself from front to back. Yep. Two things I came away with, yep. uh, after I did that, um, if I wasn't sure about it before, I am absolutely sure. Now this guy is the king of stand-up. He has taken his craft to a level that is so brilliant. The way he wrapped this show up, the way he got you emotional, the way he would break away from that and have you cracking up, the way he would say things that make you cringe, say things that make you think, and I really understood where he was coming from. I think what really says it all was when he made the comment about, hey, listen, you know, if you watch all my specials, you'll understand that I don't have any any problem with transgender people. I never do. My problem is with white people. (laughs) And all the white people were yeah. cracking up because they get Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? They get it. They weren't offended. They yeah. get it. I mean, this guy made some jokes when he made jokes about being molested by a priest. You know, then he goes, hey, don't don't cringe. Okay. I liked it. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, goodl- he said some stuff, dude.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm like, come on, people. This is Comedy. At his finest. But the great part about all of this is the gay people, the transgender people who have come out in defense of of him and saying, watch the entire show. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant for him to tell the story of the friend he met. uh, Daphne, I believe was the name of the transgender woman who said he was her hero. He invited her to do open up his show in San Francisco. She bombed. 45 minutes, stunk up the place. But he said instead of leaving, she came down front and watched his show. And some when he you know, said, Hey, you know, that thing's that he open up at the show, somebody made a comment and said, yelled out, Hey, do the carpet match the drapes? And her response was, Hey, I don't have a carpet. I have hardwood floors. T- totally <laughs> diffused that audience and had them crack it up and he talked about how there was this dialogue between a black man and a transgender white woman back and forth throughout the show which transformed the show into something completely different and it was amazing when he said thanks to my opening act she got a standing ovation from her interactions with him not her stand up she got a standing ovation made her cry he said in the back room the great late paul mooney was there you you covered his death a few weeks ago Um, some other people, he said she had the whole room in tears. He got maligned in the media the next day for his show. She went on Twitter and defended him. And I love the comment he made about Twitter. Yeah, Twitter ate me up and said this and that, but I don't give a so-and-so because Twitter's not a real place. (laughs) That was a great comment. And she went on there and defended him, and he goes they ate into her, like, day and night, you know. And so, unfortunately, six days later, She went to the top of a building and jumped off. And that broke his heart. Mm. And out of all this sadness and everybody feeling this, he said, if I could see her today, I would tell her, you're a liar. Because that's some gangster so-and-so. Only a man would do something like that. And everybody went, ooh. He goes, yeah, y'all cringing at that joke. But my friend would have loved that. That's why she was my friend. And that's why Chappelle has the fans Mm. he had. Because they get where he's coming from. Her ability to laugh at herself is the same thing I've dealt with my entire life, Um, being a black person. People used to ask me about black jokes. I said, you know what? I tell the best ones ever, you know? Um, You know, I described a friend of my mom's who was really, really dark-skinned, and I told you she was so black when she got out of my car, the oil light came on, you know? (laughs) But the ability to laugh at oneself, I think, is one of the greatest gifts we can have, but we're so sensitive, not the Jewish people, not the black people, not the priest, not uh white people. And the list of others he offended or made fun of throughout that show. But only this one subgroup is having a problem. And I think we need to learn that acceptance being laughed at is part of acceptance. That's a huge part of it. Learn to laugh at yourself because if I got offended by every black thing that was said, really, none of us would be friends, that's for sure. You know what I'm saying? And we certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't be friends with this dude named John Cooper, <laughs> you know, who's my brother, you know, and part of this group. But we have to learn to laugh at ourselves, guys. It is really, really sad that we are living in, in, in certain groups right now are making it so hard for us to exercise the most important things in life. Free speech. OK, along with responsibility of speech, but as well, there's ability to keep sacred things that we have uh, for years now has been understood. And comedy has been one that is one format where everything goes. As long as it's not hate speech, anything goes because the ability to laugh at ourselves is what has given us strength to come together, just like in music.
2: Very good. Well, Excellent. I'll well put. Skinner, anything?
3: No, I can't say it any better than what what Porter just said.
2: Very good. Yeah, I'm with you. Thank well you. said, Keith. Don't. Uh, comedy is one of the the the. Um. Uh, you want to speak your mind? You should be able to do it anyway, but certainly you should be able to do it in the world of comedy. So, hundred percent right. Is, is it is it something art that. Is it generational for us? Is it? Are we more tolerant, perhaps, with our age and what we've been exposed to over time? Or
1: I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. Um, uh, you made a uh, comment about what Eddie Murphy said. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to allude to that. I was kind of disappointed in his comment when he asked. Uh, was asked about the Chappelle show and then his if you saw not delirious. Well, yeah, delirious. He and and the one after that. Uh, he had he used you know the f word. You know faggot a lot raw right yep
3: it was raw and
1: of course you don't you don't hear people saying those words a lot today but he was saying how that was you know would be inappropriate today or whatnot um don't cower back from that dude you know i i I guarantee you eddie murphy to this day has gay friends you know when he made those jokes i don't think there was any malice in his heart any hate in his heart it was a joke just like when the n-word is said there's, you know, uh, there's, there are white comedians who've used that word. Um, uh, boy, Andrew Dice Clay used to say some really rough stuff, you know. Um, but I don't even think that Eddie Murphy's uh, jokes were, were meant as anything harmful. But they were funny. I knew a lot of gay people that used that F word. And humor. And humor. You know? Now, a lot of people want to get rid of the N word. Uh, and when I'm talking about the NY I'm not talking about the ER I'm talking about the N-I-G-G-A Said constantly in rap music uh, Black people refer to one another We talk like that I'll say it in and just to you guys Or my friends um, Because it's stupid That's why I know some people find it very very sensitive And I get it But if we start taking away uh, The stupidity of all this stuff I think tolerance will come along with it. That is the best thing about me is I can laugh at myself. So you can't hurt me. You can't hurt me because I can say something funnier about me than you can. You know what I'm saying? So people who are so sensitive, they're the reason why right now we can't communicate because nobody wants to talk truth. Very good. Well,
2: not, we're going to take it out on that comment. Can't top that Keith. Well said. I know we we uh, we appreciate your your opinion, and we
0: share this. I'm sure many of you remember the Suez Canal disaster, but do you remember Porter's situation involving backups? All
3: right, uh, my next topic here, and um, I just wanted a uh, breaking news kind of thing that the cargo ship Evergreen freed itself from the banks of the Suez Canal today after five days of being stuck. Um, what? could have very well been a huge disaster it was averted thankfully and um well time will tell to see how much of an impact this is going to be um over especially over in europe with the goods because uh there's they're saying there's 200 vessels on both the north and south side of the of that ship that have been stuck for the five days trying to get through and they can't just back out and go around because uh, they were saying there was other ships that were being averted around the tip of Af- South Africa. But that's another seven to ten days travel time. That's why they take the Suez Canal, because it cuts like six days of yeah. travel time off. So That's
1: why it was built.
3: <laughs> so it, It's a story that me and Marcy have kind of kept, uh, kept up with since it broke. I think it was Thursday that it happened. And we're just in awe of how that all happened. I'm curious to see a video, and I want to find it, video of actually watching that thing come away from it and start heading out again. It'll be, I'm sure it's out there. I just haven't found it yet. Do you guys hear about that story? Is it out completely? I've, I heard it. Yes, earlier. it is moving. They're going okay. to a, a lake that's attached to the uh, canal. It's going to go through a full inspection before it can go out uh, to its destination.
2: Maneuvering that thing out. I mean, I'm I'm seeing comparisons of Keith and the colonic and trying to.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, physics and I gotcha. It don't tu- fit. Couple, it don't couple, fit. A couple tugboats in
3: there trying that? to get things moving around.
1: Why did I tell you guys that? <laughs>
3: If we lift this up here and we turn this on this All one right. Up. Okay. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mikey
1: Jr., you add any sound effects or any. <laughs> so help me. I'm coming to Seattle.
2: We're going to call you the canal. Oh,
1: no. The Suez
2: Canal or whatever. What's the,
3: what's, yeah. Yeah, because
1: yep. you can't get a ship through there either. That's right. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay
3: uh, anyways all right that's good I, like a, that. well, um,
1: I, don't, I don't know too much about it i just know that the the implications from this are going to reach far for a long time i know egypt is already talking about seeking compensation for a long time and mm. and there's going to be all sorts of things happen from this so i don't know i don't even know what to say about it man its just crazy
3: mm.
1: it reminds it me of uh the valdez uh yeah. when the oil tanker when it hit and uh oh, we're they'll still
2: investigate. Don't yeah, investigate if it's absolutely. a human they, they say there's some human error a sandstorm slash human error or something yeah. like that. So yeah, I guess look the sand, into
3: it. they said the sandstorm was pretty pretty bad, but mm-hmm. um it could have been av- avoided as I'm also hearing. So oh, mm-hmm. well, be I guess curious we'll to see we'll what happens.
0: Right. Now get your brooms and cauldrons out because Porter has quite a theory regarding Madonna and her success.
1: Donna for, for quite some time now. I think she's a witch, and uh, I stay as far away from her <laughs> as possible.
2: You, you think she's a witch literally? Yes. Or are you just saying for, that? Yes?
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Like she, like witchcraft, like, you mean, like, is that how she got her popularity and stuff like that? No, you mean?
1: no, I, well, okay. you know, I guess you could say that in a roundabout way, yeah. But, hmm. uh, she probably, she practiced witchcraft, some of her performances. Uh, if you watch them very carefully, they were rituals. uh hmm done on stage, you can see the Baphomet, the black, the red. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Mm. Okay.
1: a little bit. sure the songs like, hmm. like a virgin, and, and and then the whole you know, uh, Papa Dope Creek, you know, I'm going to have yeah. my baby anyway, blah, 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 whatever, I'm leaving home. Yeah. That, that was a bitch-bad role model.
2: Hmm. I mean, what do you expect from a
0: witch? You know, I don't know.
2: <laughs> really, if you think about it.
0: Now, this next segment is just to be sure you remember Porter's log situation, and may your new year be ever free and clear of any blockage.
1: I had, I had a good week. Um, mm-hmm. got a lot of outdoor stuff done, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: went and got all my bought all my shoes for the summer, and uh, all my uh summer clothes and you know jogging suits and shorts and mm-hmm. and uh, so I was glad to get that out the way uh, on the nice days that we had. So good. We're going to have all four seasons this week, fella Yeah, no we're, kidding. Yeah, we're going to be winter tomorrow. It's going to be summer the next day, then spring the next day, then down to the fall, and vice versa. So make sure you take care of yourself. Stay warm. Don't get fooled by a little sunshine. Keep, keep your bodies covered up or uh, look like Skinner. Yeah, right. Northeast, <laughs> northeast Ohio, literally 70 degrees and sunny
2: forecast tomorrow and chance of snow Thursday. So this is Monday. <laughs> so Tuesday, 70 and sunny. Thursday, chance of snow. And it won't yeah, shock any of smooth. us if it actually snows. That's all right. Just,
1: I, yeah. I, you know what? I, I taught drums today again. Mm-hmm. normally on Tuesday. So I'm mm-hmm. a little bit off. Okay. So, yeah, I had a busy day today. I, I had an emergency call to teach a student who has to play a a very difficult song in church. So the worship leader asked for me to come down, give him some special instruction. And since she had two other sons I teach, since so he was like, while well, you're down here, might as well get those out the way instead of coming down Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then of course I have other normal Monday lessons. So it's been a long day for me. I called Skinner racing up the highway and said, I'm on my way. Um, so I haven't had anything to eat or, or nothing in a while, but I'm excited to be here. Uh, Cooper, our colleague, Shout out to him, mm-hmm. chomping at the bit to be on the show tonight because oh he, he sure was he just he couldn't make it but I'm so glad he couldn't make it
0: <laughs>
1: in, in regards to my little project that I had Saturday. You know uh, I don't know why I told you guys about it especially him. He sent me a text <laughs> Saturday morning. I'm not going to even repeat what it said, but uh, <laughs> give you guys an update on my colonic. Okay. So, A little bit of history here. 15 years ago, I studied this and I decided to get it done. And I was referred to a doctor over here on Exchange Street. 80-year-old man has a private practice in the back of his house. Oh Uh, He he had a funny sense of humor. I'm laying her on my stomach. He's back there saying stuff like, where does this go? And stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, He could not. How can I word this? He could not get it in. He said, I had the (laughs) smallest opening of a small intestine that he had ever seen.
3: Hmm. Gave me all
1: my money back after 45 minutes of trying. And trust oh my me, God. guys, after 15 minutes of this, it starts to get a little uncomfortable, okay? I'm <laughs> uh, sure. So it's been 15 years. I've just let it go. And the quest of getting healthier, gut health is so important. If all of you are listening, so important. I decided to look into it again and get it done. I found this place in Canton off Whipple, uh, called Hope Depot. Wonderful, wonderful woman. Uh one of the most pleasant environments I've ever been in. Uh welcomed me. And uh we had great conversation. And I told her over the phone what happened 15 years ago. And she promised me up and down. Well, he don't have the equipment I have, and I've done over 16,000 of these, and I've got small these and this and that, I promise you. And <laughs> so I get fixed up with this, this apparatus. And here oh, I you- have this nice looking lady. Inserting this thing.
2: When is this again? Uh, huh? When did this happen again? Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So it's all the same day you were doing. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And
1: she couldn't get it in there. <laughs> so, well, that's. <laughs> She said, that's a curvy one. Let me get a straight one. (laughs) Because sometimes your small intestine, you know, curves around. So she got a straight one and was trying to jam it in there. And after a while, I was like, look, lady, either we have drinks or something. But, you know, this has got to stop. And she was like, I've been doing this for 16 years. Uh, I've never had this happen to me before. And so I did not get it done Wow, again. Fifteen years later. but uh, I did walk out with a wonderful product that have helped me uh, for pain in my knees and such. And she referred me to a friend who has a practice that he uh, does this thing with your eyes. And without you saying a word, he can tell you everything that's wrong with you by your eyes. And he gives you a cleanse from top to bottom through herbs. So I think I'm going to huh. give him a try since we can't do it from the other end. So. I we can tell you everything is wrong with you for free. Uh, you know what? Right. I bet you can. Appreciate it. I <laughs> 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 okay, why don't you guys put it in some notes for me? Number
2: one, you are you're, you're getting you fall for this hippie health <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's your first problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and and you, we're gonna you offer to
1: clean it out more than all of us, Mr. Yep. <laughs>
2: We're going to offer up a a special it uh, came uh, from Gen X episode where Skinner, Coop, and I are going to we're going to get cleansed. We're going to have an you.
3: intervention That's of right. sorts.
2: Literally, yep it's it's going to happen.
3: I'm going so to <laughs> run other, it out,
1: it's
2: out the room. I run it out the
1: room. All right. Anyway, again, welcome to our listeners, especially those listening to us here at WMBU.org, Internet free radio. We welcome you. And Fisher, tell them where else they can catch us.
2: Yes, you catch us
0: at the uh, Hope Clinic.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and finally, to take us into 2022, we present the Outro of the Year. Let's hear Skinner.
3: Anyway, Skinner, do you want to uh, take us out, uh, yep. sir,
0: please? Ooh, we can do that,
3: uh, folks. Appreciate uh, your listen once again. It's been a uh, great honor sharing the, 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 the screen and the, the mic with you gentlemen. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy doing this each week, and I hope the, our listeners, uh, if they don't agree with everything, I hope they can take what we say and agree with certain parts, and we can give aspects uh, that they may not have thought about uh, when they hear these stories in their own right. But, uh, so for I have keyboard, no idea what you just said. I just yeah, no, to make that clear. Uh, I have no, no idea <laughs> what you... We have our own opinions. A lot of times our opinions are different, yeah. but if somebody has has their opinion, their own uh, thought on a subject. We're hoping that the information that we're providing can give them a, a, an avenue to rethink it, is what I guess what I'm getting at. But with that Mike, being Mike, said, Mike Jr., you have some editing to do. Yeah, I'm right. Sure. <laughs> no kidding. So for uh, Keith Porter and uh, Brian Fisher, I'm getting the hell out of here for the week. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Take care. I'll we'll you farewell,
2: everybody. Bro, I what I do
0: before we wrap this special New Year's Edition episode up, we again want to say that we wish all of you a happy and healthy New Year. From the It Came From Gen X family, we fid you barewell.